Did you notice something strange about today's gospel? Like everything? The account of the raising of Lazarus reads a little like a short story from Stephen King. It seems to raise more questions than it answers. And one of the first important questions is, did Jesus know what he was doing? John's editorial comments are designed to make us believe that Jesus was in control all along, and he was trying to make a point about his own power and about God's glory. But it's not at all clear that Jesus knew in advance what he was going to do. If he really loved Lazarus and his sisters, would he have let him die? Mary doesn't think so. If Jesus knew he was going to raise him from the grave, why would Jesus have wept the way he did? If Bethany is only two miles from Jerusalem, why did it take Jesus four days to get there? He could have walked there in half an hour. And if Lazarus was tied hand and foot, how exactly did he emerge from the grave? Some of this, I think, is about the mystery of timing. Most people, I think, presume that God is in charge of the timing of events only when they seem to work out with miraculous precision. The car that just misses you as it runs a red light, the sequence of events that seem to conspire to bring old friends together. It's much harder to believe that God's providence is at work when things don't work in our favor or when they seem disruptive and chaotic. Part of what we can learn from this story is that God is somehow in charge even when it appears that things have gone horribly wrong. Admittedly, it's no comfort when you're grieving to hear it's really all for the best. Listening to Martha profess her faith through her tears, it doesn't seem like her pain is diminished much. Still, her acknowledgement that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, opens the door for something miraculous and something completely unexpected. This story leaves us with some significant mysteries, but it also gives us a picture of Jesus coming to terms with his own power, his own mission, and his own death. He had to face the temptation of using his power to benefit himself and his friends. And like anyone who's grieving the death of someone they love, he's forced to consider the possibility, the inevitability of his own death. And by raising Lazarus, Jesus will finally draw enough attention to himself that the authorities will feel like they have to act to stop him before the crowds demand that he be made king. The raising of Lazarus from the dead may have been the final straw that led to Jesus' own death on the cross. We are, all of us, facing our own encounters with the cross. You know it's the cross when you're facing suffering 
and grief that you didn't choose and can't avoid. The global pandemic with its fear, isolation, illness, and economic hardship asks us to endure and in very ways to sacrifice for the common good of our communities. To stay home, to support each other, to not hoard scarce resources, and to find creative ways to stay connected. All of these things will get us through what's ahead for us. But we are two weeks from Easter. Next weekend will be Palm Sunday. From now until Easter itself, all of the daily and Sunday readings will ask us to consider the interplay of life and death, the nature of love and sacrifice, and the existence side by side of betrayal and redemption. And we never experience these things as just black and white. They are jumbles of ambivalent emotions and mixed motivations. But through it all, the one constant is the deep abiding love of God. Love that weeps in grief, love that is stronger than death, love that forgives betrayal, love that sacrifices everything for us, even with our sins and our problems. As we prepare for the celebration of Easter in the midst of so much isolation and fear, the gospel asks us to believe that because we are loved by God, resurrection is our destiny too. The raising of Lazarus is a reminder that we are never beyond the reach of God's love for us.